like, hi, what's up? Um, it's myself talking to myself on my podcast. What a quinkadink. Uh, it's a lot of political talk, so enjoy. Uh, but like, not bad. Please stay. Hello and welcome to the Words Point Podcast. Today, as you could probably tell by the title, I am by myself, all alone. Um, I actually, if you care to know, just came home from college uh, last this past Wednesday. Um, it's been an eventful week involving a lot of moving around, a lot of rearranging shit. Uh, it, including homework and including, uh, I bought a 3D printer, so setting that up and getting that working. Speaking of which, if you hear a couple squeaks and squeals in the background, that's what that is. I don't think you'll be able to, but if you pick up on it, good for you. So, haven't done one of these in a while. Um, as typical for a solo pod, uh... I have some topics picked out to talk about, and those are, uh, you know what? No, I'll tell you. Yeah, why not? Um, The status of the podcast. Uh, Controlling stupid. That's my my title. Um, Throwing away. And... Uh, the Spanish flu. Um, and all of these, I think I'll have decently, at least, independently unique views on. Um, it's one thing I pride myself in. If you don't uh, pay attention to a lot of smart people talking all the time, all your views on things get to be independent because no one else, you weren't influenced by anybody else uh, saying it before you. Wonderful all that works. Uh, okay. So, I guess I should start. Um, status of the podcast. So, where are we at? Um, well, so you guys know, uh, about, I don't know if it was a month and a half or two months ago now, I hit a total of a thousand views on the podcast, which was amazing. Uh, it was pretty cool to see something that I've, obviously worked hard on hard on uh get some sort of milestone reached i didn't uh put out anything too special about that but when i did like that 20th episode i don't know if you follow me and if any of you follow me on instagram or something like that but when i did the 20th thing i think we were around at 500 if i remember correctly and we're at i'm this is the 37th and we probably hit a thousand around the thirtieth. So, like, you know, grows growth growth uh, continues to grow faster and faster. Ideally, um, which to get you guys on a little bit of an inside baseball curve, right at you, coming fast. As of recently, not so much the case. Now, I boiled this down to a couple of different factors. One, um, I might have been flopping on a couple of my guests recently. Um, I did some that I thought were good guests, and according to the views, people were not too intrigued. Um, 
I kind of do people that I know because not a lot of people approach me to do these that I don't know, which I'm all for, but that's besides the point. Uh, so my last, like, my last few guests were, like, my physics professor and the dean of students at Stevens Point. And those, I did not draw a lot of attention. And two reasons that I can think of off the top of my head. One of them being that and tip, not a lot of my viewership comes from Stevens Point, even though that's where I come to go to school. And the whole goal of this thing uh, was that a lot of my viewership would come from there. Um, but it has kind of shifted and that's just how it is. So I made those guest arrangements in a way selfishly and not for the podcast, if that makes sense. But I, I stand by the decision. Um, my physics professor, if you, if, if you have not watched the episode, I feel like is better than the dean of students. I thought it was amazing that I could get the dean of students on a podcast that has talked about like drugs, uh, people have been underage drinking on, stuff like that. Uh, the, the fact that he signed off on that. I mean, I had to, for anybody who doesn't know, I I had to like coordinate, I had to email back and forth with the director of advertising at UW-Stevens Point. Like emailed back and forth and back and forth trying to get him on the podcast. And then finally I was able to sit down with him and arrange a time. And I say a couple times in the podcast, like, oh, I know you're so busy. That's because he didn't fucking ever respond. Um, I had to like shoot him a reminder email, probably because he didn't want to do this thing, which I, I don't know if I blame him. Like it's kind of a dick move, bro, but, uh, it's besides the point. So, uh, long story short, I guess I got to sit down with a Dean of students and talk to him in his office staying. We were on opposite corners of the room and got to have an extremely intimate, intimate conversation, through masks, not. Uh, he didn't break down his professional shield for the whole damn thing. And he was giving me answers that seemed like he was a robot, just saying like the thing that was the most politically correct and sounds the most like comforting and uh, this is what you're supposed to say here and make sure you dot your I and cross your T type of shit. And uh, needless to say, I'm not here for that. In the middle of the podcast, he was just like, hmm, Troy, oh, if I didn't mention before, he, him, his. And let's get one thing straight. <laughs> I knew he wasn't a fucking girl. I didn't, I'm like, what? You think that you need to, like, you're talking to me. You don't need to be telling me what your pronouns are. And if I missay them, then you would have already corrected me on it. It just seems ridiculous that it's it was a very forced and it felt like socialized talking, which is not what I'm here for. Not what I don't I what I hope not what America's here for. America. Um he he really threw me away with that, along with a couple of answers that he kind of danced along around like a politician. 
And one of the things, uh, I guess I'll talk about this now, is he made a comment uh, saying how wearing masks on campus is something that has has happened before. And he made that comment directly relating it to the Spanish flu. Um, Spanish flu took place in World War One, if I'm not mistaken, which, if you guys don't know, it's a pretty long time ago, but about a hundred years, and I, I, I mean, this might be a little bit far out there to say, but I think, I think, uh, you know, technology, this thing that we got, honestly, what I'm doing right now, is a good example of how far we have come in a society from that point. It is insane to me that someone would use that as a logical justification for the actions of mandating masks on campus. It's just not a legitimate reason. Am I saying that, am I making a stance one way or the other, should masks be mandated on campus? No, that's not what I'm, I'm not trying to fight that battle. All I'm saying is that argument is invalid. Um, You can't be saying, oh, um, you know, I want to drive my horse and buggy right down the freeway because back in the 1920s, they drove horses and buggies straight in the middle of New York. Uh, Okay, well, it's not that time period. So the same, that same argument can't happen back and forth. Just can't. So uh, when he said that in the middle of the podcast some point in the podcast i was not very uh happy with it i i wasn't like upset with him i was and i it, i wasn't in a position where i could say shit because i kind of go to his school well not his school but like the school he works at and he has a lot of influence and if he wanted to kick me out he could really fuck me over so i shut my mouth but i'm not gonna shut my mouth when it's not with him because to be honest he's not gonna hear this and if he does hear this, hey, Troy, what's up? Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, you said something I disagree with. That's my right. Peace. Um, and I think that'll cover my ass. We'll see. Uh, I still respect you. You still have honest opinions that deserve an ear to listen to. I just think that one's invalid and not justifiable at all. That's all. Simple as that. Um, so. I, where did I come from, from that? Uh, that's why I think our, like, the podcast views have been down. That, along with something that happened on, like, the 4th or something, and has kind of been carried through the rest of the month, called the election, I feel like it has just a little bit affected how much time people have, and then if I have a decent amount of college listeners then moving back and thanksgiving and all of that jazz has kind of it honestly the view count has not been what it was (laughs) and that doesn't make adam happy even though i don't understand why it doesn't make me happy because like uh, at some point i'm doing this for myself and at that point i should want to be keep like keep on doing this but again i just i i like the justification that Maybe eventually this could be um, actually worth um, a dollar sign or two. But, hey, that comes, I guess. Uh, you can never have that outlook right away. 
um, is what I hear from people who do this famously, uh, like uh, Joe Rogan. I think he says it just about every two or three times an episode. Uh, that he, whenever they started this, oh, oh, when we started this podcast, we just were fucking around, answering people's questions on Twitter. I listen to a lot of his podcasts, so, um, yeah, I, I probably get the same way with someone if they listen to a lot of these, um, where Joe Rogan, if you listen to him, uh, religiously, you can pick up on a lot of things that he just says the same way. And I think that's just the tendency of a lot of humans. But before like podcasting and where you could really listen to someone for a long period of time, lots of times with different conversations, you don't really notice that because you're not talking to someone for that long or listening to someone talk for that long. And let me tell you, Joe Rogan has a lot of t- things that he just says the same way over and over. Um, and I'm sure I have that as well that I just don't know of. I would love to know of them, but I just don't know of them. Uh, yeah. I figured out something the other day. Um, this is a side note. Didn't plan on talking about this, but you know what? Screw the plans. Uh, I figured out something the other day about how, I don't know, the way I work, which is a very dangerous way I feel in hindsight or in foresight or in current sight um, is I like to shoot out like outlandish ideas and concepts into other people's heads um, and just like propose them and then defend them. So even if they are undefendable and shouldn't be brought up or talked about in the first place, I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm sticking with it. And I think that's very, very dangerous because it could leave a lot of people um, hearing a conversation that you're having, especially on like a podcast, and being, oh, shit, is he like, uh, is he going to shoot up a school or something? And the answer is fucking no. But, um, and I don't know why you would ever get that impression from anything that I'm saying. But, uh,. I use like these outlandish ideas to try to figure out what I believe. So even if I'm defending something, it doesn't mean that I'm really in belief of it. Uh, I feel as if, well, first off, it helps you kind of boil down some radical ideas from both parties, both parties. Uh, Let's just say every person's identity of what the world is. You can be like, Hey, you know, ooh, what's, what's a good topic example? You could be like, yo, um, white people aren't allowed to go to the roller rink anymore. And then you have to try to defend that stance by being like, well, their skin blends in too much to the hardwood floors. It's not fair to the rest of them. They blend in too well. I don't know. it, But on a more realistic topic of conversation... Uh, it works to identify what I actually believe and what might be just a thought that popped in my head. Anyways, that came into my head the other day, and it's I find it really fun to try to figure out the way I think. And being self-aware is one of the most dangerous and fun and horrifying positions to be in. Uh, and that's kind of where our species is. 
we're constantly self-aware of the mistakes we make are making when we're making them and then we go oh no i didn't do that and then we figure it out later and we go like i can't believe i did that which is just absolutely hilarious when you look at it which is one of the reasons why i appreciate comedy so much because we'll just be let's say you're taking out the trash and as you're taking out the trash, let's say you lift it out of the bag and you're like, ah, I don't need to tie the strings. And then you're carrying it outside and then the bag rips open. And then you're like, fuck, the bag rips open. You're picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. And then the next time you go to get the trash out, you're like, oh, I should probably tie those strings together. Even though I thought about it last time and I said no. Like, if you think a couple steps ahead, you just know what's going to ha- or what could happen because of your decisions. But, you know, we just don't like to do that because that's boring. <sighs> Anyways, this is why we probably stick to what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> which, oh, let's closing. Closing status of the podcast, topic of conversation. Podcast is going well. I'm still enjoying it. For a little bit there, I wasn't enjoying it, but that was because I tried to calculate, um, like, at what point I should start advertising which this is still tentative, but I might try to start um, on the year anniversary, just start throwing some ads in some episodes to see what kind of money um, I could be making with this. Uh, I would try to put them in the beginning of the ad of the episodes because so you guys can like skip through them because I don't like to listen to ads and I'm not doing mid rolls. I mean, that just compromises the integrity of what I'm producing, which isn't that great to begin with. Well, okay. I don't want to sell myself short, but it isn't professional level. It's as best as I know what I'm doing, and I think it's a lot better than what it began with. And I think that's a what you can say about a lot of things that people do in life. So, um, with that being said, if you enjoy these, <laughs> and first off, thanks, thank you, like fuck so much. <laughs> uh, I. I like them. I like talking to people, and it's an excuse to sit down and talk to people. Um, I like. I'd like to have more communication with my listeners, because I really don't know who some of you guys are. I think it always surprises me who I find out like actually listens to these. So, if you listen to these and you find them interesting, first off, thank you. Secondly shoot me a message i posted like my instagram or something in one of the episodes you can dm me through there or, i don't know go on anchor i'm pretty sure my email is on there so shoot me an email whatever i just i'm just interested and i think it'd be kind of interesting um if i actually don't know you um thirdly if you listen to these this is this is uh this is i'm gonna be selling out for about a minute so if you want to skip like uh 15 seconds hit that button three times and i should be done um (laughs) anyways um if you like these podcasts and i really hope you do please just uh you know think about suggesting them to people your age as in like people my age and uh tell them to listen to maybe a couple of your favorites um I know I've gotten really good feedback about the Burroughs Hall Third Floor or Floor 3 podcast. And if you enjoyed those and you might know someone who would, 
you know, tell them to give it a listen. And if they like that, maybe they'll listen to some others. That will help me out a ton. And to be honest, uh, I really hope the listeners who might have skipped ahead came back. But if I can start making money from this, it means I can buy a new mixer, which means I can start importing like sound. I can make like a get a mixer slash soundboard, which might just make it to make the show a little bit different. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do, but I want to reinvest it in the podcast. I got four sets of headphones and a mixer that can't do headphones right now. And it's really sad. <laughs> um, but, and hopefully that would increase the audio quality. So, you know, just, just give it a, give it a, give it a go. You're good. So moving on. Sorry. Sorry about that. I, I truly apologize. I do not mean to sell out. I don't want to. Oh, if only I could clickbait a podcast title. Just uh, have the title in words be like a pair of boobs, like uh, a YouTube or <laughs> the Snapchat fucking stories on Snapchat. You scroll over, at least if you're in my demographic age and you're a guy, it's all like just like bikini photos and sports and it's like oh every guy's gonna be clicking on those it's like i don't know snapchat's smart in doing it but it sucks time and you know what time is money to other people like snapchat because they sell your time to advertisers which is kind of what i would be doing on the podcast anyways moving on controlling stupid hi (laughs) hello it's me i'm stupid i'm not stupid I don't think I'm stupid, Um, which I'm sure what everybody says when they're stupid. Um, What I'm about to say might be considered by some as being stupid, but I'm pretty strong-minded in this. I'm pretty sure. As I explained my thought process before, I've worked this out to a lot of different people and talked through it, and I'm pretty sure I'm on to something. If not, like, I don't know if on to something is the right wording, but anyways. Um, controlling stupid. So I think this is a concept that has come around relatively recently in the United States. I would say after the war on drugs. So 70s, 80s, something like that. Um, and it's this idea that, um, parents need parents, uh, like, um, someone who's an adult in the United States can't be an adult and make their own decisions. So someone has to make that for them. Uh, this is the same logic that is actually used on banning drugs, which I don't think upholds through any source. Um, because you can't trust people to tell people what to do do and what not to do because they're still people there's no hierarchy once you're an adult once your brain is fully developed i mean you can be smarter yes and there's people that are smarter than other people but to say that the people that are above other people in power are smarter is absurd you can't say that that's not true so those people making laws and regis- legislation to um, impose their beliefs or their be- the beliefs of their supporters um, through um, 
donations and shit like that. Government corrupt. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, is just, it's stupid controlling stupid, which is idiotic. And, um, I think we're seeing a lot of support of stupid controlling stupid as of recently. Um, you might be like, what? I don't think so. No one's controlling me and I'm not stupid. Well, let me, let me talk to you for a second. We, I, everybody, for the most part, has been walking around wearing things on our faces whenever we go inside a building. These are masks. And these masks are mandated by the government. At least the governor in our in my state of Wisconsin, they are mandated. Now, what is this doing? Like, what is the purpose of this? And I know I had a conversation actually before this mandate was in fact with um, Caden. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear <laughs> a viewpoint before this. We've been living like this for probably th- six eight i don't know i've lost track of time months um but he passed legislation to tell people that they have to wear masks when doing x like businesses can't open unless they mandate masks such and such and such um this is something that i believe whether or not it was a is a good thing doesn't matter. Um, I think the same, this is again, a bold stance in which I've mostly thought this through. I've in fact checked it, but this is an example. This is an example of something. Um, whoa. Um, sorry, I just got a text popped up my computer. Um, this is an example of something that the government shouldn't be able to do, but did because of a large public support. And that would be, um, the, I mean, honestly, that's what the revolution was. Uh, that was us declaring independence from England. Uh, Technically, we weren't a governing body at that point, but we were a group of uh, uh, colonial citizen states, and we did something that was illegal in the eyes of England. Um, I think that is equivalent to wearing masks if you're looking at it from the eyes of the English government and you're looking at it from an eyes of a U.S. citizen. The English government was not very happy when America declared independence, obviously. United States. There's there's South America, so don't say America. United States, whatever. Um, they weren't very happy. And I don't think citizens citizens should have been... I don't think this analogy really holds up, by the way. I apologize. The other analogy is like when Abraham Lincoln, quote-unquote, well, kind of freed the slaves during the Civil War, um, well, that prompted the Civil War, that, um, that was kind of unconstitutional that a president was able to do that or that Congress is able to push it through. Or another example could be the Patriot Act, 
um, after 9-11, we see the reasons for these happening, a large support of fear or a large support of this is the right thing to do. It doesn't matter if it's the right thing to do or not. It doesn't. You might be saying, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Well, whether or not masks help or hurt, I don't think they hurt. Well, they they definitely have some negatives. So you can't say that there is no negatives. Whether or not the negatives outweigh the positives is the question, whether or not they help or hurt. Um, And I I would stand by that. Um, But the government telling you that you should wear masks is bad. Because it should be your own choice to wear a mask. In my opinion, it should be the government telling you the reasons why or why not you should wear a mask, informing the citizens to make a wise decision. Now, some of you might say, that's ridiculous. There's going to be people who don't wear masks. To my answer, or to answer that, yes, there is. That's okay. You know why that's okay? Because that's their choice. Um, We can't control others' decisions, we can only control our own. Um, I feel like this is a preschool class. It's absurd to me that we, as a society, as a public, completely write off, write off our rights. We say, you can take that from us because it's the right thing to do. We can't do that (laughs) because the line switches every time you give up something that you had it can move the line of the next thing that you're willing to give up what that means is we gave up uh, our ability to go let's just say we gave up by via public opinion by the way um the, whether or not the government was able to do this was okayed via public opinion. If public opinion does not go this way, then they will not get reelected, which is all a politician wants to do. So if we sway public opinion, we sway politicians. That's what democracy is. What we're living in right now is politicians swaying public opinion. Public opinion should be independent of what politicians preach because when politicians preach we are taking government word as a religion and that's not good (laughs) because they're corrupt corruption in the government is a constant it's always going to be there but if we take public decision making separate it from government we have a more ideal society now back to the point. Where is it? Where is the point? Ha ha ha. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, my lord. 
masks are a right that we gave up. We gave up the right to walk into a restaurant or business in the state of Wisconsin, at least, and not wear a mask. That is a right that we gave up. Now, something that we've already given up. We've given up the right to not wear shoes and walk into the store. We've given up the right... Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if that's state law for restaurants or what. Um, I think that might be just store policies. I could be incorrect on that. Anyways, that's kind of a good example. Um, We gave up the right to be nude in public, though. That's the truth. Um, You will get arrested. Well, I don't know if you'd get arrested or they'd find you and cover you in a towel. I really don't know. But if you're nude in public, they don't like that. You get yelled at. Um, I don't know from personal experience, but uh, apparently people don't say like seeing a ding-dong or a vag-vag every once in a while. You know? To each their own. But, uh... <laughs> but, 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 but... Oh, or a butt once in a while. Anyways. Ha, ha, ha. That was a double entendre. <sighs> Sorry, there's just a lot of thoughts going in through my head. Kind of constantly. And when there's no one else to guide my conversation, like I can't bounce off through someone else's words, gets a little bit lost, gets a little bit fuzzy. Anyways, I'll get back to it. When you give up the right to something, you move the line. What do I mean by that? In the middle, let's say, think of a number line. You have two ends on each side. On one end, you have the things that you would never claim are your right to do. Let's say that's like raping and murdering. On the other end, you have things that you would be like, what do you mean that's not my right? That's like eating and breathing. Well, not eating technically, but like breathing and maybe moving your body in a certain way. Like the right to, uh, let's say, freedom of speech because we're in America. Even though in some countries, that doesn't fucking exist. So <laughs> I guess take masks, take it for granted. Anyways, doesn't matter. Stop comparing ourselves to other com- countries. We're not other countries, so we shouldn't compare ourselves to them. It's just not if it's not. It doesn't do any good or harm or it's not anything. It's not a point. In the middle are rights on this number line, are rights that we are willing to go one way or another. This is the line where we're like, well, is that a right or is that not a right? And... Wearing ma- or not wearing a mask inside of a business at one point was very far on the side of no way in hell you're gonna take that take my face being exposed in public away from me. That was that was all the way over on the end in America. That's a fucking absurd. <laughs> but through fear, that gap from the middle shrank and it slowly shrank and shrank and got tore down and one more news story and one more case, day of increased case numbers and one more uh 
wait, the percentage of people that who got tense uh, tested came out positive increase what does that statistic even mean is that a useful statistic to use i think the answer is no but uh we don't know because the government doesn't give us any statistics to analyze ourselves through an independent source and so we can't double check them so they have a uh, monopoly on all the information through the cdc and other health organizations interesting anyways it shrank and eventually public opinion said you know what? We're willing up, willing to give up that right in order to slow this virus, because we thought, because we didn't have any other information to think separately. And I'm not saying that thought separately should happen. This is all just learning experience. Because wearing masks isn't that big of a thing. But we got to a point where we gave up a right. And we don't know when we're getting that back. That can be, once a right has been taken away, public opinion has to completely shift. And that's hard because people don't like change. How can I reinforce this? Well, I don't know if you guys have ever watched a movie recently and let's say there's a scene where there's a crowd of people and they're all not wearing masks and they're talking to one another close up and they're just they're just there's not a worry in the world. Well, for me that's flabbergasting right now because I haven't seen something like that in real life in 8 to 10 months. What do you mean people used to stand that close? What do you mean they used to have fun and talk to another in public? That doesn't happen. They're inside a building. It's absurd. That is us adapting to a new environment because our environment has changed because we've given up a right to change the way we live. I'm not saying whether that's a good or bad thing. It's the facts. But with this fact comes the equal and opposite fact that we are satisfied now the majority of the United States is satisfied now and will continue to be satisfied about wearing masks this serves as an example to previous things that I will a hundred percent guarantee will be pulled because they learned that they're allowed the, the, the government, not a party, the government learned that they are able to control people in this manner, and that we're still susceptible to the same tactics that the Soviet government and Hitler and all of these terrible governments and organizations used, which is fear-mongering and using fear to control public opinion. And we're still susceptible. We have not evolved out of that as a society or as humans. And honestly, we never will. So where, how do we fix this problem, Adam? Adam doesn't really know. <laughs> and honestly, you shouldn't be turning to me for the answers. But I mean... I think it benefits us all if we all try to think of an answer because, I mean, one of them is bound to be right, and let's hope we go with that one in the long run. But 
something that I see, which I kind of mentioned before, as an answer and a way out of this mess of a system are two different things. And I think one of them is a lot easier to do. Number one, I would love to call for a complete boycott of the news. And this is every single news source. Just a complete and utter boycott. Stop. Just stop watching any kind of national, even local news, anything that isn't maybe your local paper or uh, honestly, even even uh, n- local news like uh, here we get Channel 2 that's based in Green Bay. It's not it's not local to me. They could be saying like, oh, there was a fire in uh, Nina or there was a fire in Kimberly. And that really doesn't affect my life. And honestly, if it does affect my life, I don't even fucking know. I wouldn't be listening to the news. So there's no point. What I'm trying to say is there's no point to listen to the news anymore. There isn't a point unless there's something major, in which case there will be someone who continues to listen to the news and they will tell you. And if there's, if like the public really needs to hear something that only the government knows, they will find a way to get in contact with their people because they don't, they cease to be exist. They cease to exist as a government once their people do not exist. So let's say this pandemic came about and there was no national news for people to listen to. This is a completely hypothetical scenario, obviously. But it would be in the national government's best interest to inform their people of what is happening. Why stop listening to the news? Well, they need to change. That's just the front and back and short of it. Um, I don't think I've ever been present and alive in a society in which the news wasn't obscenely biased, uh, surrounded by facts or hearsay or statements or misquotes. Uh, It's disgusting. There's no type of journalism. I'm so hesitant to cut up a podcast because I'm fear of misrepresenting someone's stance and... I mean, that just sounds horrible. Like, it's against my ethical code, and yet the news does it all the time. And people have Fox News and CNN as their best friend. They listen to it every time when they get home. Instead of listening to their family, they turn on the news and they watch that during supper. Like, these are relationships in which we're having with an abusive boyfriend. What are we doing? Kind of completely lost my train of thought. Because right as I said that, uh, dad came downstairs. But that's fine. I I hate the look of this. God damn it. Living at home is one of the worst. Like, (laughs) it's such a bad look. Mm. Um, I swear I'm just not. I, I, well, technically, I fucking am. I'm just that kid who is in every movie who's like, oh, where do you live? Oh, my parents' basement. 
oh, I live in the basement. It's actually really chill. Like, me and my parents just kind of hang out. Like, that's not... (laughs) It's not my end goal. That's not my anything goal. It's just a predicament. And my predicament was that my dad came downstairs as I was making a good point. You ever go uh, be talking on something and just stumble upon like a really good point? Um, kind of relates in a way. I've been playing a lot of chess. And in chess sometimes, first off, I don't really think through my moves sometimes. I just go like, fuck it see what happens but sometimes i do that and then uh i just stumble upon like an extremely good fork or something like that and i feel like i happen to be able to do that a lot in conversations um and i felt like i stumbled upon a really good point there in which <laughs> a lot of people and i i am listening back and trying to figure out what i was talking about i realized a mistake i made I assumed that people were eating supper with their family nowadays, which I know is a very untypical thing to do. Instead, (laughs) a lot of people are eating dinners alone. Still, they treat the news as their abusive spouse or boyfriend, and they watch it religiously, and it can do no wrong. And the way they justify that within themselves, because... It's a it's a it's a fallacy. I don't know. It's like this some cost fallacy. I don't really know what it's called. It doesn't really matter. But here it is. The way it was explained to me is if you buy a car at a car dealership and you are convinced to spend way too much on this car, there's no way you should be buying it. But yet you do. Later on, like you, you might leave the dealership that day being like, ah, shit, I shouldn't have done this probably. But then you'll wake up and you'll be like, wait, it's got these really good speakers in it. Oh, it's got remote start. And this is what I'm pretty sure is called a some cost fallacy. You're able to rationalize uh, your thoughts in your head through making up these like fake reasons. Uh, the way I look at it is we don't like to be at an excited state. And when we're upset or we're not happy with the decisions we've made, we're in an excited state. And I learned this kind of rationale from chemistry, which, but that's besides the point. When we're at an excited state, that's not good. We like to go to a relaxed state. So what gets us to a relaxed state? Well, if you trap yourself in a corner, such as buying a car, The only way to get to that relaxed state is to make excuses of why it's okay. Another way, but it might not be too in it as in a relaxed state, or it might take more energy and bring you to a more excited state, which is not favorable, is to like resell the car right away. You have to like accept that you lost all that money and then sell it. And then you, when you sell it, you'll get to your relaxed state. But you took another step of like accepting the loss of like that you get whenever you drive off the lot with a brand new car. People have this kind of fallacy when it comes to watching the news. Actually, people have this kind of fallacy all the time. I notice it within myself. I notice it within other people. And I think it's kind of a fact. It's it's how we live. It's how we love and learn and get along. 
But people have this when it comes to the news. Their fallacy starts with the news is corrupt. The news says biased things. And then it continues with, but all the news is corrupt. And I like this one more with the added benefit of I need to watch the news to stay informed, which is a lie told to a lot of our a lot of our parents generation for whatever reason. I see it within both of my parents. Uh, I, I'm able to just literally disconnect from society through not watching the news and getting my news through other people, which I've talked about on a previous podcast. And they don't seem to be able to do that. They find themselves going to, let's say, a different news source to try to get them to a more relaxed state. Um, it's not. It's not the same. Like it's not. It's not any different. Um. So they're. They, they 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 find themselves at this junction point where they don't know whether they stop watching the news or they do something else. How do they get to this relaxed state? And to stop watching the news altogether or to continue watching the news, it's easier to continue watching the news and come up to a come up with a lie lie being to yourself and you know like we're all we we're self-aware that's the essence of our being we lie to ourselves we lie to ourselves and we say this this news is necessary in my life this news is better than other news this news is biased in the way that i would rather have a biased news Because we aren't willing to go up to a more excited state. We're not, we're not willing to make a bigger change. And that's, I'm not going to watch the news anymore. And then let yourself drift down to that relaxed state where you're comfortable with not listening to the news. I think this is the easier path, ladies and gentlemen. This is the easier path to having a more ideal society, which I th- I'm pretty sure that's where this started. Uh, but the second path, which uh, I think is actually harder to do and it might not benefit society more. Well, it, before I say the second path, just one quick thing. People need to start thinking more um, all the time. People in general, I know it's hard. Like, what are you saying? People, 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 people. People need to do this. People need to do that. Who are these people? Where do they come from? Why are they not doing it? You know, there's a lot of questions when you say people. But people (laughs) need to start thinking more. Uh, Stop spending your time quote-unquote relaxing by listening to the news or reading a fiction novel and take some time to just think about the way society is running um because i noticed it with adults like real adults with like real problems i guess if that's a thing i don't know if i'll ever get to that point but um they don't have time in their normal day where i 
find myself analyzing the way things work and why people are thinking the way they are and stuff like that, they're not I find them not doing that and rather planning what they're going to buy from the grocery store or get for dinner or where they're going to fill up with their gas for the cheapest price, which I think is one of the most absurd things because you're like saving 10 cents per fill up and you're filling up what once a week. So you're saving 10 cents per week, which is $5.20 a year. Like how much is that? And then let's say you're living 80 years. So what you're saving 400 bucks over the total of your life just to what spend how much brain time trying to figure out where's the cheapest place to go for gas? What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm losing my mind. <sighs> okay. My second proposal is that we have a Freedom of Information Act. Whoa, that's a big, big, big claim. I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you all. I think there might be such thing as a Freedom of Information Act already. However, Freedom of Information Act. This would make it illegal to say something as a news source without publishing the data that it is based off of. So when they were saying masks would help they would be required by law to post a study that was free to anyone who can access it. And by can access it, I mean like with a computer and their website to be able to see the study and read through the study and analyze their claim and see if it's a justifiable claim or not. And then these independent sources which could be present in your own life or could be yourself, depending on how much training you have in math and science. Or it could be a social issue, in which case you would be depending on people who are more in tune to the way society is structured and the way people work and rather not who's more someone who's more knowledgeable in math and science. It would be someone who's like uh, someone who knows a lot of psychology, psychiatry, psychology, I don't know, something about how people work, whatever, sociology, those, those words all kind of mean the same in my head, for whatever reason, um, I think this would be a wonderful thing, that is never going to happen, why is it never going to happen, because why would it, why would, why would a government, or even, a body of power give up the right to make claims that are based in falsifying information and not even falsifying inf- information, but not supporting information with studies that are independent. I mean, I don't think this would help a lot in the long run because I've seen it where I've had friends who aren't as um knowledgeable in the science and maths and statistics in specific and so when i post a claim or say a claim and have statistics that i have analyzed myself as the reason they're less likely to believe me and more and find it more easy to write a claim made off by someone they know 
as being, oh, they're just trying to say that type of shit and are more likely to hear what the news say because they have this idea that the news is on their side. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't think people are dumb. I don't. I think people have a lot of shit going on. And I think a lot of people need to fucking slow down. But I don't think that people are dumb. People have a reason. They have a reason. Whether or not their reasons are dumb isn't because they're dumb. It means they're, they don't have enough time or enough training or haven't had the time in their life to come up with good reasons. That's not their fault. It's just how it is. They're not dumb. Anyways, I probably don't have enough time to cover this in full. But I'd like to bring it up before the election creeps farther away. Oh, the phrase that's been eating me up inside is throwing away your vote. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. I think it's actually bullshit. Like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's based in any fact whatsoever. I think people say it because they've heard it, and they know it makes the other person sound worse. Like I don't think it, it doesn't do any. Like what? Throwing away your vote? Oh, bro, you just throw away your vote. Okay, explain why I'm throwing my away my vote. Uh, because someone said if you vote that way, you're throwing away your vote. What? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but if you look at an election that's democratically taking place, kind of like ours, ha, huh, what a concept. Uh, such as the Wisconsin election, let's say, and you look at the difference in votes. And to say you threw away your vote, voting third party, <clears throat> in the Wisconsin election, which I'm pretty sure, and I, I could, it was really close, if not the difference between the two candidates winning or losing. First off, it doesn't mean that if they if third they didn't vote third party, Trump would have won Wisconsin because the votes probably would have split evenly half and half, in which case it would still be Biden taking Wisconsin. As it stands right now, like, like as it stands right now, I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, I don't think anybody knows what's gonna happen, and I think it's ridiculous to say that you know what's gonna happen. I think it takes a lot of trust in media to say that you know what's gonna happen, and that's ridiculous. But, 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 if you take <laughs> the third-party candidates' votes, um. That's not a throw away of a vote. You might be like, but they didn't vote for the correct candidate. Well, that same argument could be made for every single person who voted for Trump in Wisconsin. What? No, that can't be. If you voted for Trump, you didn't throw away your vote. Well, if you voted for party, third party, apparently you threw away your vote. So if you don't throw vote for the winner, you throw away your vote? How does that make sense? If we live in a... Uh, we live in a system, first off, where there's never going to be a third party. It's just not going to happen. But there's hope. And voting third party is pretty much the same thing as voting for Trump in 2016. It was to stand against the system. And I think 
that voting third party sends a sign, it can uni- it, it, it can unify people who feel like they're standing out in a crowd like a sore th- thumb. Um, I watched a YouTube video, YouTube best thing in the world. Not, I don't know. Learn a lot from it um, about how uprising in communist governments never really happen because information is so withheld that people don't know other people are thinking the way they're thinking. So if they try to make an uprising, is such a small one that the government's easily able to overthrow it. Um, or they just go like, ah, shit, maybe I'm the only one who think this whole like communism thing is a bad thing. And then they go back inside and try to rethink the way they're thinking about the world. Ah, oh, sorry, I had to get a drink there. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> what was I saying? God damn. Uh, oh, lordy, 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 lord. I'm so sorry, by the way. <laughs> it's kind of getting late. I should probably wrap this thing up. But throwing away your vote. Oh, okay. So, th- voting third party shows that other people who think that they don't want to vote either way because they think both of them are shit. It sends a signal to everybody, the other people who think that way. Like, yeah, there's more people who think like you. And that's a good thing. That alone in itself is not throwing away your vote. It means something no matter what. The phrase is not true. Don't use the phrase. It makes you look stupid unless you're talking to stupid people. Stupid with respect to this topic. Of course, people. (laughs) I just said, (laughs) I don't think people are stupid. Well, they can be stupid in different ways. Just not in general. (laughs) Um, For the most part. Generally. Uh, So, yeah. I'm... I... Yeah. Listen. I'm 19... I don't think that age is a reason for you to be smart or dumb. I think age can actually bias your opinions one way or another, which makes you biased at any point of your life one way or another more. So being young or being old doesn't matter. But what I will say is that this is the opinion that I've gathered within probably let's say six years of actual logical thought processing and gathering information and observing the way the world works around me. This is not hard set stone facts, but if you find this to be true in your own life as well, then there might be something to this. If you think that I'm completely off base and have no justification by anything that I say, please, please, please have a conversation with me. I'd love to. I'm not going to be mad. I might defend myself, but that doesn't mean I'm mad. I hope I didn't upset anybody. I hope, honestly, if someone was upset, they'd probably just shut this thing off right away. They're like, ah, politics, blah. (laughs) <laughs> which I don't blame you at all. And honestly, this this podcast talking about views to start off with uh probably isn't going to get that uh that that hot of a view count, but as for now, 
Um, again, I just want to thank everybody that's been listening, all the support, everybody who has reached out over a long period of time, been like, hey, bro, I just listened to an episode. I really enjoy it, stuff like that. It really, uh, really makes me happy and brightens up a day every once in a while. And I appreciate everybody who's listening. I appreciate everybody's opinion. For closing remarks, I just want to say, oh, we do be living in a society. We do be living in a society. But that doesn't mean that we don't have the right to change our society. And that doesn't mean that we don't have the right to change ourselves. What it does mean is that we have the right to not let society change ourselves. To give in to the popular is to let go of what you could be and turn into what they want you to be. That sounds really, really fucking conspiratorial. But there's motives. There's people. There's money. There's things. There's objects. You're you. Stay you. Get after it. Go get them, Tiger. You got this. Go play center field. Uh, This has been an interesting one. Thanks for coming along to the ride. This has been Adam. Adam Schmidt, the host of the Where's Point podcast. That's me. Hi. Hey, and uh, signing off, saying uh, see you guys later. And uh, I'm going to play the outro, like, right now. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. And if you did, make sure you leave a comment if you wish. As always, I'm your host, Adam Schmidt. Saying bye-bye for now. <laughs>